Welcome everybody to uh, today's Bible study. Uh, it's the first time we are doing it uh, in this style. So um, let's see. Uh, I'm very sure we're going to have a good time uh, in God's presence. So uh, okay, I think I should just I should just lead us in opening prayers uh, while people are trying to join here and there. Uh, then let's see who can put on their cameras. Uh, okay, let's just say a word of prayers. Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for your grace upon us. Thank you for your hands upon us. We ask as we go into your word tonight, you will be with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Teach us yourself in the name of Amen. Jesus on our hearts right, to know what to what your word is saying, what the Bible is saying, what the Bible is written uh, to us for in the name of Jesus. And at the end, we have every cause to glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Um, thank you very much for joining. Okay. I think we can have everybody's video on the Facebook. Okay, I will welcome our Facebook audience as well. Let me try and sort out Facebook. Okay. Facebook is doing somehow, but please, uh, those of you on Facebook, you can just send, um, a, you can send a chat to let us know that um, you are watching us or let us know if there are problems so we can quickly sort them out. God bless you in Jesus' name. Okay, so let's go straight into it. Um, it's the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, we've started um, uh, Genesis in the past couple of weeks. So we're in Deuteronomy now. We're going to do Deuteronomy and uh, Joshua together. So um, just a, a quick, a, a few things uh, there. Okay. Please, Facebook, if you can, if you have been challenges, let us know. Let me know, uh, so we can I can sort that out. But I, I hope Facebook is good. Okay, so the book of Deuteronomy is the fifth book, definitely uh, in the in the in the Bible, and in the fifth of Moses. Uh, and uh, with what I've been telling us uh, over the last couple of four books. We have uh, the names of those books, are derived, the Hebrew names are derived from the first word. And the first word, the, the Hebrew name for, for the book of Deuteronomy is Hadebrahim. Uh, and that's the first word. What, what does it mean? Hadebrahim means um, uh, the words. And if you look at uh, the, the English version, uh, the English uh, uh, of verse one of chapter one, uh, it starts with these are the words of Moses. So uh, the name Deuteronomy, the English name, was gotten from Greek, the Greek translation uh, Deuteronomion, which means uh, the second law. So that's that's what that means. That's um, that's how the name got to us. Uh, I hope we are with our manuals. Uh, can we just uh, unmute ourselves and let's read together the memory scripture? Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. That's the memory scripture. Um, let's read together. If you're there, want to go, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So that's the memory scripture uh, for today. You shall love your, the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength. I'll just give uh, a little bit of summary of, of the theme of the book of uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, it's actually Moses' uh, valedictory speech to the children of Israel. It was given uh, at the verge of Canaan, when they were about to go into Canaan, when Moses was about to die. And it's a reminder of everything that the Lord has told them. It's a reminder of all the laws that they've, um, they've, they've learned, all the laws uh, uh, that, that the Lord has given them. Uh, so 
that's what that's what it's it's a reminder of this so it's like a summary of leviticus or let me say a reminder of leviticus not even a summary because it's actually longer uh, but unlike leviticus leviticus was targeted was the law targeted towards the priests but um deuteronomy is the law targeted towards the laymen is a repetition um, of the law but targeted towards the laymen so i'll just put pick a few points from our introduction. Um, in our introduction, you have the manual with you. That's what we're just going to do. If you can switch on your camera, you can switch it on if any place. So, you can so that people, you may switch off your mic uh, if you're in a noisy place, uh, but you can switch on your camera so that uh, our Facebook audience can see our faces. Okay. I, I'm sure Facebook is fine now. Okay. okay, yeah. So let's go ahead. Um, just a few points I'll be noting. Uh, number one, the book of Deuteronomy is a rehearsal or restatement of the law of the laws proclaimed at Sinai with a call to obedience on the part of the new generation. Uh, Oh, sorry, something Facebook is sounding in the background. I'm sorry. Okay, yes, I think we're good now. Um, so, uh, and we know it was written by Moses because the book says so, suggests so. Um, chapter one, verse one talks about these are the instructions of Moses. Uh, chapter four, verse four also talks about uh, uh, Moses um, um, uh, being the author of the book. Uh, there are some things that I would also uh, love to. Uh, uh, there are some things that uh, there are some things that we also love to to put into this. Um, for instance, at the end of the book, in case you have uh, critics telling you that Moses was the author of the book, and how come he's writing his own obituary? Because at the end, he talks about Moses' obituary and Moses died and et cetera, and things like that. Uh, so how come Moses wrote about his own death? Um, uh, what does that mean? Uh, it shows that there are likely to be other authors or other contributors to the whole book. Uh, so, but yes, it is popularly believed that it's the book written by Moses. So that is just for some of us who, who may have uh, critics who can tell us, um, uh, we can say that, oh, uh, how come Bible is wrong and blah, blah, blah. You know, we have critics all over the social media these days. Okay. Um, so this is a new generation. We should know that uh, these are not the same set of people that had law at Mount Sinai. Those ones are dead. Those ones have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and they died. So God was reenacting the law. God was telling them uh to, to uh, was reminding this new generation. That is very, very, very significant. These are a new generation that Moses was uh, talking about. So, and I've said it that uh, it's actually targeted to the laymen rather than the priests. Okay. Um, and several, several things in the book uh, shows that it's targeted towards all Israel. Uh, the people of Israel, we have words like the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, children of Israel kept um, uh, being repeated. So this is a clear uh, 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 indication that it is a message for the people of Israel. So let's have some uh, discussions. Uh, I'll be asking us to discuss this now. If you are in a, a place where you can talk, I hope we're getting quiet places so that we can contribute. So uh, expectation and obligation. God wants us to know that as much as we expect him to bless us and protect us, we also owe him obedience to the latter in fulfilling the covenant of election and blessing for our lives. It is not a one-way traffic. It is not, um, uh, how do I say, I'm trying to look, look for, it's not a, an automatic ticket. It's not jazz, let me use that word. You have even jazz, you have your own, obligation. So we have our obligations to play. We have our obligations to meet uh, uh, when it comes to, to, 
to the, the, the blessings or the promises of God. Man always have his own ob obligation. And also we have several places where he says we should take heed um, when he said, when he gave the law, take heed, when he gave the covenant, um, the past slaveries, a number of things. But there's also command to follow. Command to follow. And the chief of these commands is in uh, uh, chapter five, verse seven, when it was given uh, uh, the, the Ten Commandments again. Chapter five, verse seven says that you must love the Lord your God with all your hearts. You must not have any other God aside me. That was actually what he said. And Jesus summarized that. The whole Ten Commandments is actually summarized into, into love. Uh, love your God and love your fellow human beings. Uh, I mean, I, 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 still, I still gave a sermon on that yesterday. You can check my podcast and check that out. The whole thing, the whole uh, way we can have global influence is just hinged on love. Everything is hinged on love. Uh, it has promises there. It has, and the, 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 the whole book, the speech, Moses' speech is broadly divided into three parts. Number one, what God has done for Israel, that's from chapter one to chapter four. Uh, that's to chapter four, verse 43 anyways. So that's, the, that's part A, what God has done for Israel. Part B, what God expects for, from Israel. And that's the main bulk of the book. That's from chapter four, verse 44, till chapter 26, verse 19, the end of chapter 26. So for, like, let's say the half of chapter four to chapter 26 talks about what God expects from the people of Israel. Then chapter 27 to chapter 43 talks about what God will do for Israel. So if you don't appreciate our past dealings, if you don't appreciate our past dealings uh, of God, the past dealings of God, we may not value the present benevolence and thus lose his future blessings. So this is a way of encouraging us to look behind take a hindsight of, of things that will make, may help us appreciate what God is doing right now in our lives. Then we'll be able to project to the future of what God will do in our lives. So um, the contrast there is that God is absolutely holy and is telling us to be holy. Uh, and um, um, when we get to the part of question, um, uh, I mean, there's a question that I would love us to discuss. Uh, we'll talk about this. Is it possible to live holy? Is God asking us to do what is impossible? Uh, but he said man should strive to be holy. Yes, we cannot be like God. We cannot be God while we are still uh, on this side of eternity. But God is telling us to strive to be holy. Then there's this very, very important point I want us to also know, errors to avoid. The error of undue familiarity with divine things. Uh, that was one of the errors um, that Moses made. I was too familiar with God, if I could say. Uh, Moses himself, uh, and that, that, that made him not to get to the promised land. So we should be careful. I, I, I think we treated this also in numbers, uh, when the sister and the, and the brother and Aaron and, and Miriam, they were, his, they were his siblings, when they just were too were over familiar with Moses, and just did some things, and we saw the repercussion. Um, um, Miriam had leprosy. In fact, Aaron was killed. Just told him to go to, uh, told, uh, God told Moses, take him to Mount Sinai, derobe him, robe his son, and he died there. I mean, that's so scary. Moses himself, over familiar with God, made a mistake that didn't make him get to promised land. So don't let's be over familiar with spiritual things. Don't let's get too comfortable, undue familiarity with divine things, both divine instruction, instructions and divine ordinances. Uh, God will bless us in Jesus' name. So let's go, uh, questions now, this is what we're gonna discuss. God will do what he will do because he's omniscient and he's omnipotent. He will do what he will do. Now, if God will do what he will do, do we not have our part in, in do we have a part to play in actualizing God's promises for our lives? If it is determined by us, then why, how come God is God? How come he's still omnipotent, omniscient? So let's have a discussion uh, briefly on that before we go ahead. Who is starting?
Who is starting? Oh yeah, who is starting? Did you get the question? No. I didn't okay, get so we, got, we got the question. Okay, let me just repeat it one more time because of Femi. Uh, <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I got the question. No, 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 not your Femi, the other Femi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, we said that God will do what he will do because he's omnipotent. He's almighty God. Now, does man have a part to play in actualizing uh, 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 the promises of God for our lives? Do we have a part to play as, as men? Okay, over to you. Which of the families wants to start? Uh, 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 praise God. Hallelujah. Are you in a place that we can see Hallelujah. your face? Yes. Okay, let me on the camera. Switch on the camera, yes. Sir. Go ahead, just go ahead because of time. We are still doing okay. the book of uh, Joshua. We do two books because we are, we are a little bit behind from the whole church. So we want to catch up. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, to my point of view, God will still do what he, he has for us. But on one condition, God always wants us to give him back. Yeah, God expected more, uh, how, how would I put it? As we are expecting from God, he also is expecting a lot from us because we know what he wants by giving him praise and doing what uh, he has, the plan he has, he has for us. Yes, and because of that, if we can't give him what he is expected from us, uh, God will just fall down and start looking out. He knows what we want, and he has a plan for us. So, and we, as a woman, as a Christian, we have parts to play. We have role to play before that thing, the plans that God has for us can actually act, uh, come okay. to pass. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Do we have any other points? Let's, let's, I want this to be, this should be a hot question because I have lots of things to throw into the wheel, but let's go ahead. Any other person? Yeah, go Hello? ahead, Femi. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, good evening, everybody. Uh -oh. Good evening. Uh, a little bit of, uh, let me take a speech first on Andrew Road, so there might be some interference. So, uh, to your question, sir, um, let's first establish the, the design of man, the design of man. What, hmm. what did God create? Did God create a robot? Hmm. Did God create a dependent thing? Did God create an independent thing? Is there any possibility that there was a platform or there was a skill for us to be dependent and for us to be independent at the same time? Now, from my own perspective, and with what I have seen, because this question is the, the serious question in most classes, I would say this, there are, God has made Every possibility, God has made plans for every possibility of the outcome. Hmm. It's just like it's just like um, a dice. Don't be statistics then. Uh, one over six, two over six. Meaning that if I throw a die now and it came to one over six, there is a plan. There is a outcome that God. There is a scheme. There is a plan God has for that one over six. If I do two over six, there is a plan. If I do three over six, God is involved. It's not that maybe God is saying, ah, oh, she one over six, so let me mother magic you. What should we do now? What is the next action? Or what should we say? No. 
So when we say God is God will do what he will do, what is the action word? The action word doing, what does it entail? Part of the and uh, what the action word do entails is instructions. Instructions. Part of doing is telling somebody to do something. Okay. So if we say God says he's going to do what he will do, and God says, tell me, as you're going to work this evening, don't take a trek. That is what, that is part of what we call God doing what we do. It is now left for me to either say, okay, yes, sir, I will trek. Now, if I say I'm not trekking, God, I will take bus. There is a plan of God for that possibility. Boss, yeah. So God is not going to like, ah, this boy has said he's not going to check now. I don't know what to do. There's nothing else to do. God has not created robots. He has created us both dependent and independent. And he has made plans for every of the outcomes. Like Selman preached at the point that, okay, God says, don't do this. And you eventually do it. And there is a possibility for harm. The mercy of God can speak for you to make sure that your lapses or your disobedience is forgiven. And the effect of that, your disobedience, is not as severe as it should be. Or at most times, God can be so merciful that it takes away the judgment away from you and mm. helps you through the provision of the blood of Jesus Christ. When you mm. cry for mercy, God, please, I'm sorry, but now I'm messed up, I'm deserving of this. I say, don't worry, I've taken charge of this. Now, is it that that's going to be the continuing style that, okay, if God tells me to do something and I didn't do it, and instead of me reaping the reward, God is always coming to say, oh, no, don't worry. I will take care of it. So keep, keep, keep uh, disobeying. I will be covering up. No, no. But when God does it for the first time or for as long as he does it, and Ajelo, maybe, yes, nothing happened. You think? Next time. <laughs> and we think uh, it should be like that. And sometimes if it doesn't be like that, and maybe, yes, maybe it's 10% of the outcome now or the reward gets to you. And God said, don't worry. 10%, I will take care of it. 90%. Oh, I'll take care of 90% but 10% in most so that I can know the value. You can know the reward of this that you have decided to do. Mm. So, like books, the Bible says in the book of uh, Psalm 32, verse 8, I will lead you, I will direct you, I will teach you in the way you should go. It is part of what God is doing. You may want to wrap up your point so that we can have other people. So, yeah, so I just believe that God has not created robots. Is part of his doing is instructing, guiding, and leading us. And it is good for us. It is good. It is profitable. It is expedient for us to listen to him to reach the expected end. What a puzzle. Amen. Thank you very much. Wonderful and rich contributions. Uh, do we have any other person who wants to say something? For those who, are, who just joined, we are discussing that God will do what he will do. That's a fact. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. Uh, but do we have a part to play in actualizing God's promises in our lives? So how do we balance the issue of predestination with, yes, God didn't create robots and things like that. So do we have one more? Can we get one more contribution? Any other person wants to contribute? Okay, let's just okay. go. Ahead. Okay, let me just say this. Okay, it's just, just a, a passage in the Bible that says, um, I'll just paraphrase, I'll say it in our own um, language and um, the youth language that uh, uh, it man throws the dice, but God determines double six. Mm. So that, that's just it. Man throws the dice, God determines double six. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Lovely and rich contributions. I mean, we have theologians and, and great scholars in the house. Okay, let me just uh, summarize. Lovely points, everybody. Um, God will do what he will do. And if it is God's plan that a man... Okay, let me first say this before I go there. God will not break his own principles. For instance, God could speak us into redemption. He could just tell man after fall, be redeemed and will be redeemed. But it is his own principle that there must be a shedding of blood for remission of sin. So God had made the plan for the shedding of the blood of Jesus 
even before earth was created, let alone the before man was created. So in God's master plan, that's your choice is already there. In fact, that's your one million choices is part of God's master plan. So God is never surprised. So if God says that the end of a thing is going to be like this, man will make it, yes, we have our part to play. The principle is that, the principle of God is that he will not force us. The principle of God is that he will not, he hasn't created a robot that doesn't have will. In that our free will, we will do his will. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In that our free will, his will will be done. That's just the summary uh, of the whole thing. Uh, let me just, let's summarize. Okay, we're good with time. Let's summarize Deuteronomy and quickly go to Joshua. Don't worry, when we catch up with the rest of the church, we'll be do, treating one, one, one book each and we can really zoom into some of those books. Okay, um, Deuteronomy is, a, is God's way of reminding us that despite his promises for us, we have our own parts to play in fulfilling his purpose for our lives. Total, dis total obedience. To facilitate and generate this, we must keep repeating his words to ourselves and to others. This will facilitate faith and obedience because the Bible says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. God chose to re-emphasize to re all he had been telling his people in the wilderness for about 40 years. This underscores the fact that we must continually hear God's words to remain ever fresh. So um, the, one of the questions we didn't, we didn't treat was uh, why the need for a repetition of God's words. Uh, the need for repetition is just for confirmation. We keep reminding ourselves, we keep repeating those words. God will bless us. God will help us in Jesus' name. So let's quickly go to the book of Joshua. And, and in about 25 minutes, we'll, can, we'll take a few questions and then we'll pray. Uh, the memory scripture is Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. I know quite a number of us are still on the road, so I'll just uh, say it. Uh, maybe we can repeat it uh, where we are. And those of us who are at home, uh, bring your mano and just repeat after me. Let's read it together. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Want to go? Be strong and of good courage. For, these, for to these people you shall divide an inheritance the land which I saw to their fathers to give them. Okay, uh, I don't want to preach another sermon from this verse because uh, let me just quickly share this. Now look at the mindset of winners. Give them. According to God, Moses had conquered the land. I mean, sorry, Joshua had divided the land in chapter one, verse six. In God's calendar, the land is already conquered and divided. There was still Jordan. They've not crossed Jordan Hill. There was still Wall of Jericho. They've not conquered the Wall of Jericho. So it was already written that Joshua cannot die. <laughs> in, in, in those battles, he's going to fight. He's not because he's already dividing the land. God is putting the winner's mindset in his head. The same thing, the same mindset, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. This same mindset should be in us. And maybe as we read, I'll tell you, Joshua is a foreshadow of Christ. No, loads of things that are kind of pattern to what Christ did. Uh, and I've told you in several of my teachings that it is the Greek mindset that sees prophecy as uh, 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 prediction and fulfillment. The Hebrew mindset to prophecy is pattern. Pattern, pattern, pattern. So Joshua cannot die in the battle because the, the, the agreement at the beginning was that he's already sharing land. Praise the Lord. So um, now I need to let me just I need to share my screen for what we're about to what I'm about to say. Okay, share screen. Just give me a moment. Yes. Please confirm you can see my screen. Okay, where we're going to go to is, okay, let me use this. Oh, I think we can do full screen. Let's hope so. Okay, full screen mode. 
uh, is now smaller. Uh, no, okay, let's exit full screen. Okay, just bear with me. Uh, okay, okay, so I think this is better. We'll just scroll down. Can even increase it a little bit more. So what we want to what we want to look at is these arrangements between the Hebrew uh, Old Testament and our our own Protestant Old Testament. Don't worry about the Catholic one. I can send this to us uh, if you want that. But it's just for our own um, learning. Um, so just let have the, I hope we can see the screen, everybody. It's on Facebook, so I guess we, we also can see it. Am I right? Can we all see the screen? Yes, sir. It's visible. Okay, okay beautiful. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm good. Okay, let's just go. Something, it seems something is. Uh... Okay. So now, um, in the introduction, it says this is the first of the historical books in the English Bible. Then it, 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 it goes further to now say the first of the former prophets in the Hebrew Bible. So that's to show you that the arrangement is quite different, a little bit different. Now, and I'm going to use this to also address some things that I feel has been raining um, in, on, on social media and oh. Okay, so now this is how the, the Hebrew Bible is arranged. Everybody, even in the Catholic arrangements, the Torah, the law, uh, is always that's the, I mean nobody nobody touches that. Uh, we call it Pentateuch uh, in the in the in the New Testament Church, but the Hebrews call it uh, the Torah or the law. Now after the law comes Joshua, in in Hebrew Bible comes Joshua here. Now he's saying something that is the first of the historical books in our Bible. What which one are the historical books? You can see all these ones are history. Uh, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah—they are all historical books. That is how we divided our own in, in, in the New Testament uh, Church. Now, the the Hebrews, the Hebrew old Hebrew Bible, divided after the Torah comes the prophet Nebuchadnezzar, the prophet. So you could see that they called the instead of historical books. These were prophets. So judges, all their judges were called the prophets, the Samuel, Samuel, Kings, Isaiah. So after the after Kings, instead of going to uh, Chronicles, Chronicles is just basically uh, um, uh, the, is the story of the children of Israel uh, and, the, and their kings, as Chronicles actually just records. So it went to Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all the prophets and all the what, what we call the major and the minor prophets. And what's the difference between major and minor prophets? Just the volume of their books. I'll come back to the Catholic ones a little bit uh, soon. And then it goes to all the prophets, listed them. But we also came to poetry. After the historical books, we, we, we arranged poetry, Job, Psalms, Proverbs. Uh, then we go to the prophet, major and minor prophets. Then the, uh, 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 the Hebrew guys called their, the last one, after the prophet, they call it the writings. It will be uh, that Psalm and all those writings. So the Ruth, the Proverbs, the Daniel, they were called writings, but we call them prophets. Uh, and let's look at the difference between, uh, because a number of people have said it is, uh, it is the New Testament church that, uh, that, that killed, a bit that uh, uh, removed some books from the Bible. So let's look at the books that were in the Old Testament Bible and the ones that are in the Protestant Bible. Let's look at the difference in the, in the Catholic Bible. We could see that there is no book here. There's no book in the Hebrew Bible that was removed from the Protestant Bible. Old Testament now. Everybody agrees on the New Testament, both the Catholics 
Protestants agree on the. Can you read yourself? Let me see that person. All of us agree on. Um, yeah, thank you. All of us agree on the books of the New Testament. So that's not the issue. And the number of people that even criticize this don't know that we agree. All of us, everybody agrees on the books of the New Testament. They just criticize blindly. So now you can see that every book, I can send this to us on the on the on the church WhatsApp group. Every book in the in the Hebrew Old Testament is the same number of books in the Protestant Old Testament. The arrangements are just different. We call some prophets and they call some writings, we call some history, I mean uh, history, they call them prophet, but the same number of books. Now, the Catholics introduced Parali Omenon, introduced this, introduced Tobias Judith, introduced all these as parts. In fact, they have up to four kings as parts of their historical books of the children of Israel. I don't want to say how right or wrong it is, but let's just so that we understand when people are just criticizing online. Uh, then for their poetry, they have Wisdom of Solomon. Aside Ecclesiastes, they have Ecclesiasticus, they have Canticle of Canticles. Um, then in the major prophets, um, they have several other prophets that we don't have, the Maccabeus, several other things. So it is the Catholic Bible that added some other books to so the canonization, because I've always told people this, the Hebrews have had their Bible, this Old Testament, like the Hebrew Bible. The Hebrews have had their Bibles how many thousands of years before Christianity, and it's been canonized. So if there's going to be a problem with the Old Testament canonization, it's going to be from the Hebrew, not even the... the, the so when the likes of Daddy Freeze and Co. just uh, come and uh, say things online, uh, I think some of us will just be able to um, um, tackle them, address them head, head on, and I hope we've learned one new thing today. So um, the book begins with Yahweh's commission of Joshua, uh, and that, that's part of the uh, uh, memory scripture we read now. And it concludes with the burial of Joshua, Eliezer, and the bones of Joseph. Okay. So tradition actually agrees that Joshua wrote the book, uh, Joshua chapter 24, verse 26. Let me read that out. So at least we read. Joshua 24, 26. So it says, Joshua recorded these things in the book of God's instruction as a reminder of the agreements. And he took a huge stone and rolled it beneath the terebinth tree beside the tabernacle of God. So this shows, uh, this is a suggestion that Joshua wrote the book. Like I said, in the book of Deuteronomy uh, as well, some things, some additions may come from other authors. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, uh, two way about that. Even Psalms, I believe that David wrote most of the Psalms. A number of other authors, in fact, David wrote some of the Psalms. Asap uh, wrote a number of of, of those Psalms. Uh, although we'll call it in the Yoruba term, uh, only Daffy like Song of David. As if uh, David wrote everything. So please let's just understand uh, that so that. When we get into those arguments online, we won't, we won't waste time. And we'll talk from, um, from the place of knowledge. Okay, let's go on now. Discussion. Oh, we have 20 minutes. Okay, let's discuss now. Praise God. Okay, discussion. Uh, which one should we take? We have several discussions. I just want the ones that we'll take. And uh, okay, one thing characteristic of Joshua's lifetime, that's number th point number three, if you have the manual. One thing characteristic of Joshua's lifetime is that Israel served the Lord during his days. How do you think Joshua achieved this? What are you doing to disciple people around you and the next generation? So two things, two questions now. How do you think Joshua achieved that? The people served the Lord all through his days. I mean, there was, there was no, re, no record of them ever going um, uh, against the Lord all through the days of Joshua. How, how was he able to do this? 
who is talking? Let's let's discuss that. Who is talking? Did you get the question? Can you come again with the question, please? Okay. The children of Israel served the Lord all through the days of Joshua. How do you think he was able to achieve this? Not even Moses could achieve it. And not even all the judges. There are several judges that the children of Israel will serve God during their time. After a while, the children of Israel will go back. So how was Joshua able to achieve the fact that every word, the children of Israel served God all through his days and they never went back? Uh, I, I think uh, uh, don't you, you can switch on your camera? No, sir. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right. Um, uh, I think uh, during the time of Moses, basically, I think uh, Joshua uh, has learned the process of leadership. Hmm. Via the heroes made by Moses, mm. so and and that has even make him to uh, be more closer in court now mm. uh, uh, um, to God and then to the people in times of managing the people, and mm. then during the time of Moses, um, the people of the the, the Israelites are. Are yet to be off their shell. Are yet to be totally free from their shell. You know, mm. due to the fact of uh, the, the fact that uh, they were coming from the Egypt, and mm. then the, the 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 tradition in Egypt and all that, the grumbles, the, the and all that. So it becomes more difficult uh, for the leader for Moses at then because they still murmur, they still grumbled. And then despite all that, you know, they, they, they were able to see the, the, the consequences, you know, of their grumbling, of their murmuring and all that. Uh, and then that, that has even correct, been corrected, you know, during the time of uh, Joshua. So they were not able to, you know, murmur, grumbled, you know, like that. I think, I, I don't know, I, I think uh, that's what I feel. Okay, thank you very much. Do we have any other contribution? Hello, sir. Yeah, go ahead. For me personally, I would yeah. say that, for me personally, I would say that pattern, pattern, pattern. Uh, Joshua, Joshua literally grew with these guys. He, he, Mm. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yes, Joshua, yeah, literally, Joshua literally seeing things like um, the last person that commented said, he saw how Moses led people, mm. the wonders, the, the rebellious attitude, the judgment, how everything mm. went. It was with the people, you understand? Mm. And by grace and by, you know, then the people have seen that this is part of us. This is us. Now mm. we are leading. This is his success is our success. This guy, mm. we chopped together. We, he, was, he was part of the uh, spies. He came back. He encouraged us to go. We said we know to go. Most of the people who did their death don't die. He's the only one mm. now with um, Caleb left. I think if Caleb has also, had, had also become the leader, it would have been, would have, yeah. would have been the same. Like, mm. these guys had been there. Now... <coughs> yeah, go ahead. We can't take away the fact to, to get... I can't, we can't take away the fact that he was submissive to God to get the results. Not just mm. that he was, was good or he was... He was 
he has learned from Moses and the way I was with your boss. So fear not. All I need you to do is stay with me. I will mm. make things work out. So mm. yeah, but then like one of the uh, lessons and teachings on uh, trainings on leadership, one of the reasons why people, people follow leaders is because of what they have done. Your, your record, your, I, I believe you understand this. So I mm. think to a greater extent is, is patterns. How he has lived his life in their presence, mm. command respects, and gave them a kind of confidence that, ah, yeah, Joshua and our Padin, our person. So mm. this, is, this is something worthwhile. So I would say his, his record, the pattern, the way they saw him listen to Moses, supported Moses. If he was a backbiter, if he was a rebellious person, I'm sure the Israelites will show him They will say, mm. forget. You, we know how you did when Moses is there alive now. So mm. he was here to the call. He was, uh, he was ready to die there. Like, mm. <laughs> like you used to say, the guy was ready to die for Moses, literally. Anything mm. we wouldn't do, he could die. Ah. So I, I look at it that his patterns, his record, his service life in front of the people, in front of God and in front of man, commanded mm. the respect. And the God mm. factor to when God told him, I will be with you. Things mm. will work out for you. And looking at what he did, he, he, went, he went to fight. He went to fight with I. He got, got you know, battered, came back, was angry. Mm. What happened to Panda that it was, he never yeah. wasted time with the judgment. Mm. But mm. they were like, ah, no, this guy. This guy, 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 you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy cannot negotiate it to, to make everybody just, like he said, you know, <laughs> one of the things he told us, if somebody, they, you, as a leader, you need the first, you need to show forth that. First example. Mm. As in, mm. you are, I, you deserve <laughs> sharp judgment. So everybody take, everybody follow. Mm. This is it. So I think those are the things I think was responsible for your success. Wow. Thank you very much. Do you have any other contribution? We have other things to discuss though. Plenty of other things. Any other contribution, raise your hand uh, while I go to other. Just raise your hand if you want to discuss. Uh, uh, this is time for discussion now. So um, thank you very much. And that's a huge leadership lesson. No, no secret cows, especially post offenders. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, this is also very important. Uh, I want us to discuss this. God gave Moses a staff, but gave Joshua the word. He gave Moses a staff, but gave Joshua the word. What is the significance of these two? And how are they applicable in our, in our day and time today? Let me, let, me, let me break it down a little bit. You know, people will want to do, they want a staff, a mantle, something. They want a physical representation to show that, ah, at least... Uh, uh, something is happening. This uh, I have the staff. I have power. They want the charismatic uh, 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 giftings. But the word is more important. The word. And how can we get back to that point again in Christianity, in Christendom? What can we do? Call for Bible study versus call for revival or prayer that you, your enemy will die or I will show you some signs. People would rather be drawn towards those signs. Whereas the person with the word had the 100% success. So how does this, how is it applicable to us these days? How do we help the church uh, to, to take the word more importantly than the staff? Anybody? Who is contributing? Okay, Sister Elizabeth, go ahead. Okay. Good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. So um, I like the word and I like the staff. But based on what you said, how can we make sure that the Christians of today know more about the knowledge? Oh, she's on the road. So uh, let's just bear with the internet. I hope she'll come back. Okay, any other person that wants to talk? Please? Hello, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Yes. Being intentional, encouraging your members, encouraging your, your disciples. 
Like mm. you have to come for Bible study. Sometimes part of our busy schedule. Okay. I hope you'll come back My, in a few minutes. No yeah. one. Hello. Hello. Yes, Can you hear yes. me? Sorry. We lost I'm you for a few seconds. Traffic. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, and it's the tactics of the devil. The devil don't want us to know the word so that we can mm. be cheated. Mm. But it's just to be intentional about it and to encourage people. Like you've done today. I really appreciate this, sir. Uh, I might not even, if not because of several messages I've been seeing on the platform. You have to be there. You have to be there. They send manual to my husband. You know, it's been intentional, trying to encourage us. Now, the word that we're going to learn today now, I think it's just to keep encouraging people. Yes, to be intentional about knowing the word. If not, we'll just continue like this and the devil just be cheating us. Mm. That's it. And you can see Joshua was more successful because he knows the word. Mm. Yeah. So the Lord will help us. Amen. It, that's a pity that you said it there on Bible study. So well, Pastor said, what's it called now? Revival. Revival. Mm. I've always been asking that question within my wait that revival. People are always crazy about it. My Bible study just a few people. In fact, sometimes my experience, you have a week revival, you see about 500 people attending. Mm. And the next week, by you, the same time Bible Bible study, study. normal, normal <laughs> church service will resume, and you just feel like five people or two. For Bible study, so I believe the devil is just trying to cheat us, so we don't know the word and we will not know how to approach our God. Okay, That's thank you, Sister Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm so encouraged that everybody joined despite their busy schedule. You can see that, like, like if 60% or 70% of us are either on the road, I'm still at, the, at work, I have to stay back in the office to do this. Some people are just, if family is just going to resume. Uh, we have people who are just coming from work. I mean, this, this is the peculiarity of our situation. This is, I mean, we are all in our, in our working ages. We have to also make use of technology to make sure that we keep ourselves uh, abreast of the world. So I'm so encouraged that everybody joined. Uh, uh, Paul tried to join. Paul is on the rig. He tried to join, but the internet was messing up. So you can see this is, how, this is us. This is how we are. Well, we won't allow the devil to cheat us. We will still use technology to bring the word closer to each other. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know if I, we can. Okay, Sophia, I want to say something. Yes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I want to say, uh, my own contribution is that we should pray that in this our time, the word works in us and through us. Mm. It is important that the word works in us and through us. If actually it does, it will make a believer seek revival at the expense of the word because you will know mm. that in that word is embedded everything mm. you need to succeed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. If there's anything that we should take out of this lesson is to pray that the work works through us. Wow, you know, we've been saying that, we've been using that word to publicize uh, uh, conferences and, and, and events. The, work was, works, the word works wonders, but I never looked at it. And Lord, let the word walk through me. I mean, that's, that's just the zenith of today's teaching. Let the word walk through me. Uh, we're going to say those prayers in a bit. Uh, let's, let me just take one more, maybe two more points with this course. Joshua sent out two spies. Moses sent out 12 spies. <laughs> only two brought good news. Joshua sent only two. And those two brought good news. What's the significance? Maybe one person to just contribute or I just, I, I just summarize it. Joshua sent two spies. Now the Bible says, let me just summarize it. Then I'll, the next one I'm asking, then all of us will contribute on that one. The Bible says out of one or two witnesses, you only need, you always need two witnesses. Even in the book of Revelation, there are going to be two witnesses that will come and uh, uh, preach that sermon or message of repentance that will, that, will, that will come. Two witnesses in the book of Revelation. There's always two, always two. The Bible put it there, always true. So the, if you have the word, you will be directed. If you have the word, direct, you won't be doing things afasadly. That's just it. 
Let's pray that the word works through us. That's it. Thank you very much. Now, lastly, we'll just discuss this. Then we'll say some uh, one or two prayers. What lessons can we draw from the faithfulness of Rahab the harlot? You know, normally we'll have been judgmental, blah, 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 Rahab the harlot. What lessons can we draw from them, uh, from her faithfulness? Let's have one or two contributions. Uh, we're almost out of time. Who's contributing? Hello, did we hear the question? Yes, sir. Okay, so what 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 lessons do we learn? Can we can we draw from from uh, the life of of Rahab the prostitute? Uh, and our salvation, our redemption. Why? Why? I mean, the faith, our faithfulness. What lessons can we draw from there? Okay, because of our time, let me just say that, or someone wants to wants to talk. Okay, because of our time, um, um, I'll just paraphrase the story. Do you know that Rahab said something very significant uh, when he was telling the spies to remember her when he gets to the promised land. So this was getting going. Um, he said that our fear, your fears, had been in our hearts. We've been mesmerized since. You crossed the Red Sea. So 40 years ago, while the spies were thinking that they were grasshoppers, the Lord has already conquered the land for them. Rehab confirmed that since we heard, since we, we heard that news that you crossed the Red Sea, this hopefully we already we already defeated. So she she even believed in Yahweh, in the salvation of Yahweh, more than the Israelites who crossed the Red Sea. So that's one very, very, very important thing that we need to learn about her. She had more faith in Yahweh, even though she never received the word directly. So there are going to be a number of other people. Some of us were privileged to be born into Christian homes, grew up around Christian people, and that's why we're having a number of things. Um, that's, that's, that's why we are, we, we are in church. There are some people who may not be as privileged as us, and they have more faith in Yahweh. They have more faith, more trust in God. That's why the, uh, uh, the, the popular saying that says uh, there will be surprises in heaven. There will be so much surprises in heaven. Praise the Lord. Wow. One minute tonight. Let me just conclude by reading just a few things. The last point there says, Joshua, just as Joshua watched Moses and learned from him, someone is also watching and learning from you. That's That's very, very significant. You may think that you are not a leader, you're not a mentor. A lot of people are watching you and learning from you. Let them learn good things. The Bible, I mean, the popular saying that um, uh, uh, success without a successor is as good as failure. In fact, the, the, the better your successor, the more successful you are. So we can say Moses was a great leader for, for, for turning out a successor like Joshua. Uh, the Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Okay, our service to God, conclusion, our service to God, our service to God and success in life calls for our determination in the world. Be courageous to do right, regardless, regardless when majority are on the opposite. Failing to consult God in our activities attracts costly mistakes and there is sure reward for faithful stewardship. We should groom successors to preserve our godly legacies. God has not prepared suffering, tribulation, sickness, poverty for his children right from the beginning. But, but when man transgressed and disobeyed the divine instructions, all the unpleasant experiences were ushered in. Uh, loads of points here. Uh, we should always listen to God. Uh, we should also groom successors. And then we should know that sickness is not for the children of God. Uh, it's not a portion in the name of Jesus. 
Let's just say one word of prayer is 801 Apologies. We'll close in the next one or two minutes. Uh, if you're not in a noisy place, please omit yourself. Just say this word of prayer. Lord, let your word work in me. Let your word work in me. Father, let your word work in me. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let your word in my life. Let your word work in me. Let your word work in me. Let your word work for me. Let your word work for me. Let your word work in my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you for your word that you sent to us. Father, we say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have decreed, Lord, your word will work for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bring solutions to our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Away home. Traffic, those at work, you will guide us all safe home in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining. Have a wonderful evening. You can take questions on the WhatsApp group. If you are not on the WhatsApp group, you can chat me up uh, personally. I'll add you there. We can take questions on the WhatsApp group and I'll send that uh, book. I mean, that's a document also on the WhatsApp group. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. See you on Sunday. Uh, I will see you on Saturday. We have evangelism 8 a.m. on Saturday. Um, we we'll meet in church. Then on Sunday at uh, 8 a.m. as well for our service. God bless you. Remember that we are fasting on Sunday uh, as instructed by God to pray for CSC, I mean, to pray for Nigeria uh, as a whole. So please come fasting on Sunday. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye.